With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. And the Golden State Warriors, who I picked in a sweep, (laughs) barring bad officiating five games, Beat the Cavaliers 129-120, which right away is right on the line. Nine points was right on the line for this game. That's it. Minus nine, 230 the total, which obviously you hit the over quite some time ago. But anxious moments down the stretch and a big three-pointer with 14.3 seconds remaining proves to be the shot that takes you to a Push. Now, you might have had some tickets at minus eight and a half, and yeah. obviously you could tease it a little bit by a point. But when it's all said and done, most books, it's a nice push, much like the push-offs we saw down low earlier in this game. Kevin Durant and to play Captain Obvious. Uh, it's obvious the Warriors had to go get Kevin Durant in the offseason. Well, he pushed them over the top. I mean, come on. seven <laughs> rebounds, 14 out of 20 from the floor, likely your NBA Finals MVP, a game where once the Warriors got into that run in the second quarter, they maintained an 8-12 to 12 point lead throughout. A couple of times, the Cavaliers got it to 5. Every single time, J.R. Smith would hit a crazy-ass 3 or LeBron would hit something or Kyrie would do something. 
the Warriors would respond with a three of their own or a big hoop to push that lead back out to 10-12. They had a lot of easy baskets in the final few minutes. The Cavaliers were gassed defensively. There was a lot of alley-oops. We're watching Kevin Durant and his mom right now. She's grabbing his goatee and crying, talking to him. Doris Burke looks like she's crying. Oh, the Warriors win, everybody. And Kevin Durant, even though it's not official yet, should be your 2017 NBA Finals MVP. Well, he has to be. And across the internet, and I'm sure there are many NBA scribes among them writing about the five-game magnificence from LeBron James, a couple of extra layups down the stretch uh, that were, let's call it what it is, except for purposes of the Vegas line, not really holding a lot of meaning in the final two minutes. But magnificent series. But if you go lose four games to one, you lose four games to one, you're not the MVP. Much like I've argued Mike Trout, as good as he is in Major League <laughs> Baseball, your team's in last place, you don't have any meaningful at-bats, you don't win the MVP. Now, LeBron had his shots, gave you some great stat lines, averages a triple-double. We've watched it in the Geico studios pretty much every minute of this series, and he was fantastic. But in the end, wins and losses and Durant's brilliance across this entire series says says you get the ring, you get the extra trophy as well. Kevin Durant for the NBA Finals went 38, 33, 31, 35, and 39 points. He shot 55% from the floor. He Much was, of that while being guarded by LeBron James. He was the difference in the NBA Finals. It was it. How, why did the Warriors win it and the Cavaliers lose? Because of Kevin Durant. He was their leading scorer in every game. He was phenomenal. Doesn't mean he's the best player on the planet. LeBron James is still the best player. But you can't win the MVP if your team loses 4-1. Can't do it. Now, could I see it if there was no real standout player for Golden State where let's just say Durant had a pretty decent final. He scored 22 or 25 a game. And same thing with Steph Curry was 22 or 25. And Klay Thompson was 20. Draymond Green was a triple-double and uh, a couple of times. And he was... a I could see that then. If LeBron is so far and away, stat-wise, better than anybody else on Golden State, I could see, okay, LeBron's the MVP in a losing effort. But when you couple that, that Durant clearly was the difference and you lost one and you won one game, there's no debate. But you go there's through no it, and if you want to get deeper on it, and you're looking at Steph Curry, yes, he had a bad game four, but you're looking at for the balance of the series, he had a 34 Six rebound, ten assist night tonight. Out rebounded Tristan Thompson for the series, and put up ridiculous stats. So even if you didn't give it to Kevin Durant, you could make the argument that Steph Curry wins this award. Because again, I'm all about if you're popping champagne, you're winning that extra title. It's not a consolation prize, and I think that's exactly what LeBron James would take it as such. It just put it in the trash because it doesn't mean anything. It's not helping in that overall cause. Like you didn't win the title, but you got the Finals MVP. Yeah, that that's what he wants. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca Twitter at How About a Fresca. The Jason Smith Show second title in three years for the Golden State Warriors. How did it sound with the clock ticking down and the Warriors poised to become champions? Kevin Durant takes it to the timeline. The Warrior bench celebrating. Durant with five seconds will dribble it in. The Warrior bench all over the floor with three point four to go. They're going to run the clock off. The road to redemption has brought the Warriors back home. The Golden State Warriors are the 2017 NBA champions. Final score, Golden State 129, Cleveland 120. 
the Warriors win the NBA Finals four games to one and capture the NBA title for the second time in three years, becoming the first team in the Bay Area to win on their home turf since 1974. And let's end the debate. Let's end the discussion right now. The Golden State Warriors have a seat at the table with the best teams of all time. All right, we'll have the are they the best team of all time debate coming up in a few minutes because I know we have to? with champagne drying right. in everybody's eyes, it's going to be something that we're going to have a debate on. And it's got to tap the brakes a little bit. But on they that. lost game tap four. The that took them out of the discussion. Yes. They would have been great if they went 16-0, but 15-1. No. no, I don't know. Hot take nonsense. The Warriors, your NBA champions moments ago, Kevin Durant, a huge night with 39 points, and his mom still got to squeeze his cheeks after the game was over on the floor. Mom, mom, I'm a grown man. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Jason Smith Show here at Fox Sports Radio. Joining us now on the hotline, NBA champion Matt Barnes. Matt, congratulations. Matt, congratulations. How do you feel? Man, it's been great, man. It's been years. A hell of a journey, man, and you know, to force to me to start in Sacramento, end up in Golden State, and win a championship, man. It, it, words can't explain how happy I am. Tell me what's going through your head as the clock is ticking down and you realize you're going to win. I froze, honestly. You know, for the first time <laughs> in my life, I think I was nervous. You know what I mean? I was just nervous. I didn't know how to act. I just didn't expect this. You know, things like this don't happen to me. You know, so to be able to call myself, you know, NBA champ, man, it's a blessing. You should have went and picked up Riley Curry. That would That's always the right. <laughs> Go pick up Riley Curry and Holder, and people will come and just do interviews with you. Say it again? You should have just gone and picked up Riley Curry. And people yeah, right. I mean, she's a pro. Yeah. <laughs> get, get some advice on how, having been through this before. But for you, as you say, 15 years in the league, as this team came together, was there a singular moment where it all crystallized as to how special this was going to be? Um, I just think, I mean, this team is special. You know, I think the world knows that. And, um, you know, for three or four or five superstars, no egos, no personalities, everybody sacrifices, everybody's all for a singular goal. And to be a part of something this special is, uh, is, is truly a blessing. What was your guys' mindset coming off of game four? The Cavaliers played their best game of the series. You guys were going home. Uh, you know, I just. We knew, you know, uh, last game in Cleveland, we didn't come out with the same intensity and focus we needed to come with. They hit us first and continued to hit us, and, and they took the game. But tonight, you know, we came back with the same focus that we had in the first three games, and we were able to, you know, to get a, to, to get the clinching victory and win the championship. NBA champion Matt Barnes joining us on the hotline. Jason Smith Show from the Geico Studios here at Fox Sports Radio. So so what's next? I mean, where, where does this Man, party just, go to? You know, in, Enjoy this for a little while. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, something no one can take from me. Enjoy it. You know, take a vacation. But, you know, then get back to work. You know, I'm a little older, so I can't take too much time off because I'll get fat and slow. So I got to get back. So what goes on tonight? Uh, uh, that's not, that's not going to work, bro. That's not going to work. <laughs> so what happens tonight? What's the big party tonight? And I don't know. I'm just follow, I'm following people's leads. So wherever they're at, I'm going to be at, and we're going to have a good time, man. All right. Matt Barnes, any final words for anybody? Anything you want to say, NBA champion for the first time? You know, thank you to the city, uh, you know, the city of San Francisco, city of Oakland, the organization, and everybody that believes in us. And, uh, you know, thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. 
Matt, appreciate it, man. Have a great one. Congratulations on the victory. Matt Barnes didn't know how to act. Right on. When he won. Had well, no idea how I to I mean, act. you got a bunch of people. I, I think Riley Curry's probably the one. Just, yeah. just enjoy it. Look around and, and take it all in because yeah, you, you look at off a historic run. You bring in Kevin Durant. So there were a lot of expectations. Think about if this one had gone south. The, mm. This this particular game, right? All of the whispers, and you know they heard it in the Bay Area after the game four loss of do you open the door? And and for Matt Barnes, fifteen years into the journey, and look at look at he's trending, and obviously certain uh, folks have having fun with with his his journey and and some of the the stuff through his career. But when when you look at a guy that that's still playing a role, and we saw him come into games, he's usually a guy that helps to quiet things down. And you know he's got the the backs of his superstars, so a valuable piece for them and, and a veteran component. And for a guy to get it at this stage of the career, man, that that's got to be extra sweet. I think he lied to us, though. I think he's going to Derek Fisher. You think he? Well, I, I think he's going to. Yeah, I was going to leave it there. I, I mean, we'd already addressed it. I think he's going. I, I think he's going. I think that's where he's going. I mean, look, if Put we were if we were on, one I'm of going. if I'm we going. were one of I'm those going. shows, that would have been the question to ask him at the end. So. <laughs> But no, we're not. We're not going to do where that. He's going. It's going to put. Yeah, he's going to have the music. Oh, look, we know he listens to us. We know he listens to our show because of the whole thing last year. We said he was driving really fast to get to Derek Fisher's house, and the next day yeah. he did an interview saying, you know, people saying I'm on the radio, I'm driving 100 miles an hour, listening to Tupac, going to get in a fight. I wasn't doing that. He was on his way to Temecula. He was. Yes, he was. I mean, it was wine country. He in was ready to kick some ass. He, was. <laughs> he absolutely was. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Joining us now, NBA champion, second time in three years, Sean Livingston. Sean, it's getting old hat for you now, man. You're just collecting rings. <laughs> hey, it feels good. It feels good. You know, uh, two, two championships in three years. Uh, after the finish we had last year to come back and, and, and get it done this year, it's a great summer. All right, who are you signing this offseason? What superstar? You're going to get a superstar every offseason. Who is it? Oh, Come on, man. tell me. I don't know. Hey, listen, we're going we gonna to party and we're going to celebrate with our team tonight. That's what, <laughs> that's what it's about. How much All different? All that other stuff, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, you leave that to the, the folks in charge and just say, okay, here's my minutes, right? And, and fight that's for right. that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. How much difference is it for you the second time going through, you know, given the, the expectations laid on this team from, well, last July? Oh man, it's you know obviously uh, it's a heavy burden, you know, to uh, have these type of players, these type of expectations. You know, it just comes with it, comes with the territory. I think you know that's why our staff, our coaching staff, uh, our veterans come into play. We're, we're focusing on the mission. You know, it's a mental game. We try to train our minds, train you know the way that we think, and it's just been about one game at a time, taking care of the series, not looking ahead, but looking at what's in front of us. And you know, we finally looked up, and we're looking at Mary O'Brien. Great seven. All right, Sean, tell me right now, lastly, best moment of the postseason for you. When you think back at this postseason, what's the one thing that stands out for you? Oh, I mean, definitely tonight. This is it. You know, this is the culmination of, of everything we work for. And then just to see the guys, the contributions all the way down the line. You know, David West, um, you know, Zaza, uh, Patrick McCall, a rookie, playing big minutes in the finals. And then Andre Iguodala, the X Factor. That's what I call him. I mean, the game he's put together tonight, probably the best game of the the whole playoffs and you know what a time to do it you know so it's a great thing and chloe kardashian and rihanna don't forget about the two of them they were really big in the finals 
that? Chloe Kardashian and Rihanna. I mean, we talked about them oh, a lot, too. I don't too. know them. <laughs> I don't know them. Sean Livingston, NBA champion, second time in three years with the Golden State Warriors. Sean, as always, appreciate your time. Congratulations on your success. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thanks, Sean. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. How does Doris Burke not put the microphone to Kevin Durant's mom? How does she not say, come on in, come on in. This is an awesome it's moment a time, right now. It's a time piece. Come on. Come how on. Do you you got to keep that? the line moving. You know, Doris Burke is like, come on, I, Kevin, I got to ask you questions. Hey, you, you, so you see a moment now, and this is part of what we talk no, about. That's with, television. Hey, uh, live is, TV, you got to capture. Mom's you, there. You see a moment, and Doris Burke, who is, does a great job for ABC and ESPN, missed a huge moment right there. We had to hear, strain to hear Durant's mom. It could have been an awesome thing. Come on in, talk, both of us. But instead it was, uh, Kevin. She even tries to jump in in the middle. Kevin, Kevin, I mean, you got you to gotta seize that and go, hey, or a producer's got to get in her earpiece and go, hey, uh, how about you go, go, let's hear from Miss Durant. Go, 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 let's hear it. This is emotional. Yeah, the, the bottom line is we knew about this since October, well, before October. But that they would it, win? Let's call it Halloween. Okay. That we knew they'd at least be here. Yeah. And Kevin Durant being, you know, on the, the medal stand in terms of your best players in the NBA added to an already potent lineup that – we were getting here. And you've interviewed him how many times during these playoffs? I know there have been a lot of off days and weeks off where you had to catch up on what they did while they were off and hanging around the city or what they, whether they got to go back home, maybe add some new furniture to the guest room or whatever. But here you, you're finishing. And it, it ended exactly, I think, how many would have expected. I know you had him in four and all. I had him in six, so we'll split the difference and, and away we go. That you've got mom there. Mom's had a lot of big moments in the media. Mom was was out there last week, you know, saying what are you, what are you doing criticizing my son and all of these things going after after Skip Bayless on FS1 and among others. So give her a moment. That's the one that's going to live. Kevin Durant's going to stand there as long as you want because he's still taking pictures with the trophy. Get mom. You know, it's it's almost it's almost remember the now infamous Richard Sherman interview with Aaron Andrews. Aaron sure. Andrews, where. Aaron Andrews sees the moment. I'm going to interview Richard Sherman. It's emotional. What's he going to say? And he starts going off on this rant. Ever try me with a sorry-ass wide receiver like that? She knew right then, okay, all my questions have to go out the window. They all have to go out. You know, everything. This is, this is something entirely different now. Everything I had planned goes out the window. And she said, who are you talking about? Who said that about you? What did he say? And that was awesome because we got a moment that as living forever. Richard well, there was still a game to be played, so that. I can understand where – Right. You, you realize you've got a short window, so you can't veer off another topic. This is it. This is a long celebration that can live as long as you want it to. They're not preempting. I mean, they already canceled The Bachelorette for tonight, right? They're not <laughs> well, switching over to that program. Yeah, 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 the Bachelorette's got some issues. And Kimmel's show is already in the can, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, you know, it's like we do it here on the show all the time. Sometimes there comes a, such a big story that we have to do it for the entire show and, and continually reinvent it and give you different angles so you're not hearing the same thing all the time. And look, if you ever hear the show, you know we do that. Hey, we may have some great stuff planned out. I'd love to talk about Eric Decker. I'd love to talk about something else going on, but I realize this is it. Or if there's Wait, a Eric Decker will breaks, be waiting for us tomorrow. You have to talk about this. This is it. And that was a moment that was it could have been so much better. Bring her in. 
Put the microphone to her. Let's Let her, her ask talk. questions. Why, you know, dude, that would have been Or amazing. ask her, how different an experience was this? And would you have ever gotten here with Russell Westbrook? And put the microphone back in her <laughs> face. I mean, come on. There was gold waiting for you. Boy, I feel bad for Oklahoma City. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Already talk has jumped to, are the Warriors the best team of all time? And I understand watching them with four All-Stars play the way they have the last three years, winning two out of three championships and coming within a Draymond Green nut punch of winning three in a row. It's easy to say, oh, they're the greatest team of all time. They're not. Any team that plays currently has an inherent advantage over teams that played 15 and 20 years ago. The Warriors of 2017 would sweep the Chicago Bulls in the mid-90s. They would sweep the Lakers in the 1980s. Zaza Pachulia wouldn't let Kareem Abdul-Jabbar even close to the post because Zaza Pachulia goes 270 pounds and Kareem went 230. Players are bigger, they're faster, they're stronger, they're in shape more throughout the year. I, I agree. When Steve Kerr says, oh, the guys from the 50s would have beaten anybody, no. Players now would always beat those teams. Teams that are eight-seed nows, would eight-seed now would give the Lakers and the Celtics and the Sixers of the 80s trouble because of how athletic they are. You think Larry Bird would find his way to be able to get open against players now, the way they play defense, how fast they are, switching off? They wouldn't. They wouldn't. The three-pointer is such a bigger deal right now. More teams take it. It was in its infancy in the late 70s, early 80s, and now it's more of a weapon. That's just how it goes. And to say that, oh, they're, be- they're the best now, the team that wins next year, you can say, oh, if they win now, they're the best. Any team that wins now is better. The Cavaliers, you could have said last year, would they be the best team of all time? They'd have beaten any teams in, in, in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s. But more so than that, if you want to say the Warriors are the best because they went 15-1, and one, they beat nobody to get to the NBA Finals. Just being real about this. C- Cleveland is a phenomenal team. They beat the Cavaliers in five, and they beat them in a clinic in their four wins. But you can't tell me Blazers and the Jazz and a Spurs team without Kawhi Leonard, who, oh, by the way, you injured in the first game when it looked like the Spurs were going to blow you out. You can't tell me that's a great path. You know, they didn't, they didn't beat the Thunder and Russell Westbrook and then beat the Clippers in the second round or the Rockets in the second round and then beat a fully healthy San Antonio Spurs team with an MVP candidate. So, um, yeah, they're supposed to beat those teams. They're supposed to be. They're supposed to sweep those teams because nobody there can give them any games. They get to the finals and they beat Cleveland, and that's awesome because Cleveland's a great team. But you can't tell me they're the best team ever. Well, yeah. old, old rule of thumb is you, you dance with with who brung you in and you, and you beat who's on the schedule, right? That that's it. Two truths uh, in this sports universe is you, you get the ball into the hands of your stars, and, and then you, all you can do is play out the schedule. Which is why when people start getting all salty over the accomplishments of a Tom Brady to leap sports for a minute. Like, it's not his fault the rest of the East has been managed terribly and that they don't compete, okay? That, that's not his fault. The number of quarterbacks that he played that were subpar last year, that's the breaks. That's the way things work. Likewise, for this year, the Cavaliers had more than enough team to compete, right? You had, you had three great competitive games here to finish off the series after two duds because you got – extra help from the players not named Irving and James in those final three games. Good efforts from J.R. Smith uh, in particular to help push things along. And Tristan Thompson woke up today. But 
through the East, not exactly beating a, a bunch of, of top-notch players. When we get into the legacy debates, I always want to know, all right, can we, if we're doing time-shifting and we're bringing them forward, can we push these guys backward to where they can get punched in the face on every drive to the hoop and you, you can grab guys by their hips and direct them where you want to go? Steph Curry's going to have a little bit of time, uh, trouble if he's got to fight through like they would have back in the day. But it's always those fun comparisons. They're fun to watch and and, and to have to a degree. And, and certainly I, I'm of the opinion that we should appreciate that they're head and shoulders above anybody else playing right now. And the next couple of months is going to be fun to watch the rest of the NBA try to catch up. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. LeBron James sitting down at the podium right now. You will hear from him coming up in about 10 minutes. But right now, joining us on the hotline from the Oracle, Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports Radio, NBA insider, our teammate, Chris Broussard. Chris, what's happening? I'm great, man. How are you? Dude, it was, I mean, for a game that the Warriors kind of were never really in that much trouble, it was pretty entertaining. Every time the Cavs got within five, the Warriors would hit a three, and it was back to eight or back to ten. Well, the thing is this, look, these are two great teams. Um, the Cavaliers, even though they were beaten in five, they're, they're a great team. They got three stars. They got at least two Hall of Famers, if not three. They've got one of the top handful of players of all time. And then the Warriors, of course, are just spectacular. And the thing is, even in these games that are either blowouts or double-digit victories, they're still exciting. Like, even watching game four, I never felt like the Warriors were fully out of it. Like, I felt they could come back. And so even when they have a big lead, they're so much fun to watch. They're hitting these 25-foot three-point shots. They're going to the rim and dunking. Their interior passing is tremendous. Steph Curry has great moves, great handle. They're fun to watch. So I think we're in good hands going forward. I mean, they, they should win the next two or three championships. But they're, fun, they're so much fun to watch that as they dominate the league, people are still going to tune in and be excited. Kind of like Michael Jordan. He dominated the league, but he was so much fun to watch that we did, We still tuned in even though we knew he was going to win. Chris, now the players are starting to speak now. LeBron is talking. Other guys are going to come up and talk. And the one question I want to ask, and I said this, you know, we talked about this for an hour now. I would get Teron Lewin and go, Teron, you had a 41-33 lead with 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. You didn't call a timeout for seven and a half minutes, and you were down 11. How does he not stem the tide at some point when the Warriors are going up and down and hitting, even if he's got nothing to say to the guys, even if there's nothing I can do, but we got to do something to try to stop this momentum. He just let them play and go up and down and get them in a rhythm, and the game was never really in doubt after that. Terrible, terrible decision by him. Now, you know, he played for Phil Jackson, who was known to let his teams play through, you know, play through a, a tough stretch. But in most cases, Phil Jackson's team had the most talent. <laughs> you have Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, or you had Shaq and Kobe. Um, so maybe you could do that. This, ta- this one, they, they, faced, they were facing firepower that we haven't seen in the NBA ever, probably. And they were facing a more talented team. So, and, and beyond that, you just can't be black and white all the time. I, I'm assuming that's what Ty Lue was thinking, that 
you know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt on that. But e- even if that's the case, even if that's the school of thought you come from, everybody in the restaurant where I was watching the game at, every restaurant in America watching the game knew you had to call a timeout and stop that run. And I agree with you. That was a key mishap in this game. Well, that's right. I'm, if I'm the floor general, if I'm LeBron or Kyrie, at some point I'm, I'm calling it myself. Maybe one of them. Exactly. Right? I mean, I mean one of them's got to step forward. Yeah, LeBron we know is like a coach on the floor. Um, certainly he could have had – he's had the clout to call a timeout himself. You're right. And he didn't do it as well. But we finally saw – I mean, you know, you were mentioning Hall of Famers. I noticed you might have put a third in there for Cleveland. So, J.R. Smith and his outside <laughs> shooting really no. helped to push things here and keep them around. You know, I, I got to give J.R. credit, even though, of course, he's not headed to the only Hall of Famer. No, no. He might be in the St. Saint, Saint Benedict High School in uh, Newark, New Jersey. But um, he, he played well. I mean, J.R. Smith gave you what? What did he end up with? Nineteen. Finished with nineteen. Yeah, and and the the last three games. Actually, no, he he was up to twenty five when it was all said and done. Okay, so he was he was sixteen, fifteen, twenty five in the last three games, and I don't think it's any coincidence that those games were closer, and obviously they won one of them. Um, that's what they need. Like, if you're looking forward, if I'm them, I'm I, I've said it for now two weeks. I'm all in on trying to get Paul George. If it costs me Kevin Love, so be it. Only people untouchable on that team are LeBron and Kyrie. I think they need to upgrade at the two. Uh, but Jr. was good, to, but he's just too inconsistent to, to, to match, you know, to go to war with this Warriors team. You're going to need a little more consistency at that two spot. I don't know how they do that. But I think that's certainly got to be a priority, too. And if you can bring a guy like Jared off the bench where, you know, a, a, a hot shooter, a streaky scorer like him is more, you know, the norm coming off the bench, maybe you can do that. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. We're talking game five of the NBA Finals with Chris Broussard. Follow him on Twitter at Chris underscore Broussard, Fox Sports 1, NBA Insider. Now, you know LeBron really well. I know this is the pain that, that is going to go through now. He played phenomenal. It's a finals loss. What does this do to his mindset going forward, whether it's in Cleveland, whether the rumors of Los Angeles, all these different things? Well, what he's going to do is he's going to be looking immediately. He's already, I'm sure, looking at ways to improve this team. Um, I, I have no doubt. Now, he hasn't told me this, but I have no doubt that they're going to go after He's going to want Paul George on this team. And because um, when you look at realistic options, that's the best one out there. You're not getting Carl Anthony Towns. You're not getting Anthony Davis. You're not getting Kawhi Leonard. But the realistic best option is a Paul George. So I'm sure he's looking at how can I improve this team. LeBron James is not anywhere near ready to hang it up. He's going to play five, six more years. Um, I mean, that's the plan. So he's going to want to compete with this Warriors team and so that is, what, that is where his mindset is right now. How can I get the horses that we need to beat this squad? And you see, you know, I think we need to start. LeBron gets criticized if he doesn't take the last shot. He passed the Kyle Korver. We've always said LeBron is in the middle. He's a combination of Michael and Magic. 
we need to start thinking of him more in the magic mode. I mean, he's, he's like Michael because he's a great scorer. But if magic makes some of the decisions that LeBron makes, he doesn't get killed. And I think that would that'd be more fair to LeBron to think of him more in that playmaker role as well. Because if you look at tonight, he made he was really a great playmaker. That obviously scored what forty one, but he also was hitting his teammates with some great passes that led to three point shots, and uh, he had some nice you know passes where he threaded the needle uh, inside to guys. So you know that's who he is. He's not going to be Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, same mentality, but he's going to dominate a game the way he does. And if he's such a playmaker, which he is, he's going to want more guys that can finish and put them on par with this Warriors team. Lastly, though, Chris, I mean, you, you put it out that way. That's never the comparison that's going to be made, right? He's, he's in no man's land as far as that goes. The legacy play is always Jordan. It's never well, Kobe, I, and, I, et cetera. I, I think it's a fair to compare him to Jordan. I'm not saying don't compare him because, look, we compare all the players. And we could certainly compare perimeter players. But I'm just saying he, we can't expect him to make every decision like Michael was going to make. Right. To take every shot. And, and let's be honest, we even overstate that Michael taking every last shot. Sure. I mean, he, he, we can think of more times where he passed off John Paxson, um, Steve Kerr in the finals than when he took the last shot. Utah. You know, it's game, you know, game winner 98. That's the one shot you think of in the finals, him finishing it off. So it's a little overstated. But my point is, Michael was more of a scorer. LeBron has a lot more playmaker in him. That's all I'm saying. But the comparisons are fair. And the fact of the matter is, I think the GOAT conversation ends. Unless LeBron does something that's virtually unrealistic of winning the next three rings or four rings or whatever, it's over. I think he's probably the second best player of all time, which is obviously tremendous. But I don't think he can pass Michael Jordan, and that's fine. Follow him on Twitter, at Chris underscore Broussard. That's at Chris underscore Broussard from the NBA Finals. Our teammate here at Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports 1 CB. As always, man, appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right, my man. Peace. Thanks, right. Chris. You know, the funny thing about passing, when, when he's referencing all the times that Jordan would pass, Paxson, I vividly remember, I think it was against, was it against the Jazz in the finals where Horace Grant had a chance to win a game or tie it when he had the ball on the blocks. And instead of going one-on-one, he turned and passed out to John Paxson, who hit a big three. So this wasn't the Jordan to Paxson pass. It was a different pass. And that was the shot that won the game. And in the post-game press conference, Jordan sat at the table, and they kept asking him, why did Horace pass it? Why did he not go up? And I remember being amazed, going, why does everybody care about this? He passed the Paxson, and he made the shot. And after, like, three questions, Jordan just kept saying, Horace did the right thing. Horace did the right thing. And then he just got up and walked away. I had never seen Michael Jordan get up from a post-game press conference when he wasn't done. And it was just, he was done with that. What do you mean he passed? I'm getting up. I'm walking away. I'm absolutely walking away now. I'm done with you talking about a guy who passed it when it worked out. Of course, we only talk about when it doesn't work out. We don't when it works out; it's a great play. When it doesn't work out, it's not a great play. That's just how it goes with the media. And it, watching the play, Paxson had no one within twenty feet of him. Oof. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.